Hello and welcome to the Hume Scott podcast Rolled and Roll. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Hume Scott is a recruitment training business um, co-founded by myself, Ed Khan, and Laura Hopes. And each week we're going to be giving you 10-minute snippets into our world of recruitment, tips and tricks to help you on your journey as an agency recruiter and hopefully some laughs along the way too. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello. Serious. Serious. Yeah. (laughs) Getting serious this week because I managed to make a fool out of myself most weeks. (laughs) And this week. This week we're talking about um, what a weird opening. Sorry, guys. I'm just going to get straight into it. Um, So this week... Um, when, I, when we're talking about our topics and what we want to cover, one thing that I thought might be a really interesting thing for our listeners. <laughs> our poor listeners. Our poor listeners, for mum, um, <laughs> would be talking about changing verticals because it's a topic for a lot of recruiters that, you know, we, we tend to kind of, we start in a field and then we end up just recruiting in that field. And I don't think a lot of recruiters know how, uh, whether they could change verticals, what they would need to consider when changing verticals. And I thought it'd be a good one for us because in the last, what, eight months, Ed? Is mm. it longer than that now or eight months? About Ed, a year now. Yeah, totally uh, 180 in the direction of Spencer Lane from a rec to rec recruitment agency to a marketing-led recruitment agency. Mm. Um, So I thought that would be a good topic for today and just some good food for thought for anyone who has considered changing verticals, what you think you need to think about in doing that and where you've maybe seen some challenges or, yeah, what your learnings are. It's like Mm. an interview, isn't it? Yeah. So I start with some challenges and things to note. Yes. First thing. You know what? Could you start with? your doesn't have to be like in depth but like your reason for it and how you felt about doing it yeah um reason for it in complete truth loved break to rack loved the candidates I know the space really well I've managed recruitment agencies it worked incredibly well however one of the main reasons was you and I starting Humescope we could no longer actively headhunt because we ended up having 200 or so clients within our first year, which means Spencer Lane, pretty much the same type of business, part owned by the same owners, can then no longer headhunt from those 200 businesses. And seeing the trajectory of Cumescope and going, okay, well, next year we're probably going to add another at least 100 clients to our client list. But then there's 300 clients we can't headhunt from, which leaves a very, very small pool. And morally, I just couldn't do it. I know they're two very separate businesses, but I couldn't take training fees from one business and then in the other business try and poach their stuff. It just didn't sit right with me. So the business had to adapt and evolve. Um, And marketing for me was something that I sort of developed a passion for over the last four or five years mm-hmm. and felt had a good basic or natural understanding of. Mm-hmm. 
you have been you're it's very intuitive for you mm. so yeah so that kind of made sense to me and starting or well, changing the direction of the business completely marketing recruitment was scary tossed it up for six months the business as a rec business was doing incredibly well with not a lot of input mm-hmm. because we'd been we'd become very well known within the rec to rec space people naturally came to us we were had a six-month wait list for new retained clients it was humming I reckon we could have added 10 recruiters into the Spence Lane Rec Direct business and we still would have had too much work. So it was a tough decision, but yeah, it just made sense to me. How much do you think being passionate about the vertical that you recruit in makes a difference? Because I think it's funny what you can get passionate about that you never thought you were going to get passionate about. So I don't think it has to be a passion from the get-go. Yeah. If you are considering changing verticals or you're not enjoying the vertical you're in, what kind of, what do you think people need to consider in in making that decision of where they would go next? I think a genuine interest in some part of that vertical. And I don't think it needs to be that you've worked in that space before. I think it needs to be the fundamentally there needs to be some interest in it because it will become a lot easier and now I'm not saying if you don't have any interest you can never do it because you can still make a lot of money by having zero interest I've seen so many recruiters do it but it won't come naturally it won't be enjoyable and Mm. therefore in my opinion it will take longer to establish because you genuinely are not curious by the sector therefore you won't spend the extra time asking inquisitive questions Credibility will take a lot longer because then you're reliant on longevity in the space, the candidates, blah, blah, blah. It's not based on passion. So can be done, but I think you absolutely need to have some level of interest and a reason to be in that space. Yeah. Or I think I totally agree with that. Or I think you need to resonate with the type of people in that space. Mm. Yeah, like they need to be like you don't always you don't have to recruit only people you like or work with only yeah. people you like, but there does have to be some energy matching in terms of like these. This is quite easy for me to engage with this kind of audience. I think that helps. Hundred percent. That's such a good point because if you chucked me on a banking finance desk, there is no way in hell I could really do that well or justice because I personally, the typical sort of behaviours and personalities within those sectors don't align with who I am and how I talk. And so me being on the phone, being very casual, just doesn't work in that super high-end banking, corporate governance type roles. It just wouldn't work. I'd be bored shitless. I'd say, I'd swear and I'd be loose. And it just wouldn't work. Clients yeah. wouldn't resonate. They're usually bigger corporations, global organisations with HR directors. And me being on the phone to one of them is very different to me being on the phone to an owner of an SME talking about marketing and sharing my experiences with them and being completely who I am. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree. I think you need you don't need to know the space or have worked in the space, but having a curiosity in the space mm. and or feeling like you find it fairly easy to engage with those people because people work with people they mm. like, right? Yeah. What have been your top two biggest challenges? Um, 
my challenges or what do I think are the biggest challenges? Because they're, I think, two different answers. Which do you think are more relevant to our list? People's, people's, <laughs> not mine. Okay. Because I think one of the biggest challenges will be financials. You will not make as much money changing yeah. verticals for, I'd say, nine to 12 months. And for me, it was fine because I had HumeScope, I run my own business, we've got longevity, we've got et cetera, et cetera. So we we could forward plan it and go, we're probably not going to make much money for a year, but that's fine while we develop a name in the market for marketing recruitment. But as a recruiter going to a different business, I think being very mindful that you're not going to make as much money. And if you're not prepared for that, what often happens, and I think people just moving companies without changing verticals, what often happens is the recruiter, when they join a new business, expect to make the same money. They get disheartened when they don't, and it's just a slippery slope down. Beat yourself up, get worse off, not passionate about the job, stop blaming everything else other than what's at hand. Right, so yeah, so, then start going, maybe it's recruitment that's the issue. Yeah. It's like, no, just it, it's... Yeah. On your new business, essentially what you're mm. doing again and yeah. making a name for yourself and doing mm. all of that. And if you have a blueprint for that, great. But if you've never done it before, mm. yeah. you know, and you only kind of worked in one vertical and you've been there four or five years, it is. Yeah. And you have to be able to show a level of humility to be like, I need to be, I need to stay open yeah. because everything might be slightly different. Mm. It's like, you know, when you, when you move from England to Australia, it was like there were so many similarities, but like, Everything was just slightly different. You had to learn yeah. a slightly different way of doing things. And I think it's having the humility humility to not go like, I know best because I've been recruiting X amount of years. It's like, well, actually, I need to be really curious to what this yeah. industry is and 100%. how it works. Um, the second one for me would be on that point that you've just raised. Everything is a little bit different yeah. and you absolutely have to be curious. You can't expect, like recruitment is the same across the board, but there are so many little nuances to each sector that you have to be incredibly curious about how everything works. And a good example of this is recruiters, when I was recruiting recruiters, they didn't need a huge amount of detail. Yeah. They needed an overview of the business. They didn't need write-ups on the business. They probably would watch a video that we shot about the organisation. That's what they would watch. They wouldn't read much. They would want to know the comms. They would want to know the salary. They would want to know the desk that they're on, what clients they've got. Do they have a candidate database? Pretty much. So it was to brief a candidate on a role and get them interested was 15 minutes on the phone, if that, and then send them the video, they'd be interested, they would move rapidly. If they decided they were open to it, they'd interview tomorrow. There was no faffing. It was like, cool, that sounds like a good opportunity, I'll go for it. Marketers, on the other hand, there's a lot more. They want to know what the budgets are for the marketing team. Who else is in the marketing? Have they siloed the marketing team? What ROI are they getting? What the expectations are? There's so much more to what they need to make a decision and they don't make decisions quickly. So they don't get them where I found recruiters were like, they'd have a shitty day. If you caught them on the right day, they'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm moving. And this was direct level people. Mm-hmm. But they would make decisions very quickly based on a few things that have changed rapidly. Marketers don't. Yeah. 
and they're analytical people and what I think a lot of people think is they're creative people and they are mm. they're also highly analytical mm. because you have to be able to segment markets and manage campaigns mm. and you know do all of this stuff and yeah that it, yeah. it's actually dealing with different nuances yeah and then because of that then the clients are different SME business owners non-recruitment agency owners are very very different they typically, because we only recruit senior marketers, it's often a chief marketing officer that we're recruiting. The owner typically doesn't know a lot about marketing, although they know they they need it. So it's then we are the educators of, well, this is what you should be looking for. This is what you can expect from a marketing director. You've never had one. You've had a marketing manager. This is what a CMO or a marketing director can do for you. So there's a lot more education and we have to get a lot more involved with these owners of educating them on what they should be looking for. Mm-hmm. So it's far more consultative and we shape the roles based on those conversations. But then as a result of that, the two people that you're dealing with are very different, which means your marketing is very different. Mm-hmm. So what we used to do for marketing-wise to approach a wider target market for Rectorec, very different to marketers. and then the lens is very different. How they receive information is incredibly different. Marketers understand marketing. So there's a fine balance of lead funnels and all of that. They know what you're doing. So it's kind of a bit tongue-in-cheek. The tone's a little bit different. So all of those little tweaks are different. It takes time, right? It takes time to understand that mm. as well. And to if you're a new recruiter, uh, not a new recruiter, if you're a recruiter going into a new vertical, I think one of the questions you should be asking of that agency or of your current agency is how much time am I going to have to conduct the amount of research or prep that I'm going to need to do yeah. to be able to manage the, the nuances Because you're both starting a new business. I mean, there's so many things to consider. It's absolutely that time. How much time do we have to get this off the ground? What the expectations are, is it short term or is it more long term? Is it a strategic move for that business or is it just, oh, you're not doing well in this area, maybe try this? Because if it's the latter, I probably wouldn't. I'd want it to be yeah, more of a strategic yeah. knee-jerk move. knee-jerk reaction yeah. to, this isn't working. And I, I was chatting to someone the other day and it was like, it, like three desks for various reasons, but three desks in the last 18 months. And you just can't, you can't get your footing like it takes 12 months on a desk before you kind of go and we're in like I'm in you know you do need a lot of time to be able to market map research build a client base build those connections build passive candidate pools like that kind of knee-jerk six monthly Mm. is is really dangerous because it's not enough time Mm. Absolutely. There's just so much that goes into it. And it's exactly that you're starting a business. So you've got to think about building a database, segmenting it. What's your marketing plan? What's your content plan? How are you going to engage with candidates that don't yet know you do that particular thing? Financially, how are you going to support yourself? How are you going to build your own business and then bin it off after six? The plan wouldn't be if it fails in six months. Mm. You'd normally be like, I'll assess how the first year goes. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Go on. No, you go, love. I was just going to say I'm conscious of time. So my last question to you was going to be, if you, is there anything that you would do differently now, having been doing it for nearly a year, anything in hindsight that 
anyone you know should be looking out for or a learning that you've had in that time that you could save other people from having to have themselves um well it's been learning I think perhaps what I would change is actually my first few weeks of the official changeover I don't think I would have done anything client side. I would have had the database ready, content plan ready, but I would have that would have been in the background. It would have been humming, paid campaigns going out to educate clients on who we are, but I wouldn't have wasted any time with clients at that stage. I think what I would have redone, it's probably two months of just interviewing candidates and being very transparent with we do this don't have anything for you, but this is how we operate. Let's keep in touch, start building a talent pool before we prospected clients because doing both at the same time, it was quite convoluted because then it was chicken of the egg. It was, we've got these roles on, don't yet have really an engaged candidate base. So now we're headhunting for every single role without having anyone in the bank. And so what I would do is start with the candidate side because they give you everything you need to know. They give you information on who's hiring in the market, which companies are like what, how the candidates feel about which businesses, what they typically look for when they're engaging with a recruiter, what they look for in a new role. And it gives you so much knowledge to then go, okay, cool. Now I know what my candidates want. I now know who I actually want to target as a client. And when I do get those jobs on, I know exactly what questions to ask because I've interviewed 100 people within my vertical, new vertical, and they all asked X, Y, Z. Great point. Yeah. And so then doing it that way rather than trying to do both at the same time because they're diff- different parts. Yeah. And I think the biggest struggle with that is most people go, well, I've got no jobs on. I can't interview candidates. You absolutely can, and I do it day in, day out. Yeah. But being I mean, transparent with passive talent it's what yeah. you should be doing and it shouldn't be we've got a role for you it should be I want to talk to you about your career and this is what I do for a living it might not have anything for you right now but it's good to make these connections and get to know people beyond just I've got a job for you yeah nice okay I think we've gone a little bit over on this yeah. one. I honestly think this could have been like an hour-long episode mm. um but I think you know if you if you can if you've got recruitment skills Oh, and you're thinking like maybe something's not working it, it could potentially be your vertical and there are other opportunities out there to explore but you you do have to have the humility be prepared to start again give it the time and space it needs and choose an organization that's happy to support you with all of mm, your love absolutely okay team got a thought I've been talking non-stop I know. Well, we have been on the phone to each other now for seven hours, so nearly <laughs> eight hours. Probably time to sign off. Probably look at someone else's phone today. <laughs> hey, you guys. Bye, guys. Bye.